0: Take me back when I was a kid, never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta get it done, no time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid, never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta move on, those days are gone now. Who the F is Mike Young? Would like to thank our incredible sponsor, Blue Team. Ain't nothing funny about a commercial disaster or renovation project. Blue Team handles all aspects of construction, roofing, and disaster recovery for commercial property owners and operators throughout the U.S. No company comes even close to Blue Team. Blue Team handles the projects from start to finish so our clients can focus on running their business, and that is no joke. Call the experts at Blue Team at 855 522 Two five eight three, Blue Team, anywhere, anytime. Welcome to another episode. Sitting here with my mom, the dishwasher's mowing in the back. I just made a dinner. Ma, you hold the microphone. I, got, I, I I want to bring up the fact, and I don't know if anybody else's parents deal with this, but my mom will not admit that she's tired when she's tired. So take the mic and talk What do you want me to say? Oh, exactly (laughs) I want you to admit that you're tired And you should have gone to bed at 9.30
1: (laughs) Michael, I am not tired And I never go to bed at 9.30 Unless they drug me somewhere
0: So, I But I took you out for the walk We we got a good walk in today (laughs) On my leash (laughs) Yeah, you got a good walk Mm -hmm. in today and at the end of the walk, you were tired, but you—you you, sometimes you fight the flow. You fight that you fight the flow. You, and no, no. I
1: had things to do. I can't just sit still. I was looking particularly for something in my garage that I knew I had, and we could not find it. Now I found it, so now I'm fine.
0: The whole day you've been <laughs> under a stressful banner because you couldn't find these things that held the umbrella together at the base of the table.
1: No, I wasn't stressed. I was just looking for them. So I went in the garage and I found them.
0: And your whole attitude changed for the whole like your whole you became happy after that.
1: Right? Small things make me happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> real real small things.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me start out by apologizing for being a bossy son. Sometimes,
1: sometimes I'm bossy,
0: but I see. Let me, let me see the mic before you start crying. Right. I, uh, I'm a bossy son sometimes. My mom had a stroke three years ago, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think three years.
0: three years ago, and she's doing great. And she goes, you go to the rehab centers, and they do their thing, and they definitely do their thing. But I'm always believing that you can do like extra weird exercises and like you know, kind of like do more than what they tell you to do, and then I get frustrated, which is not good on my part, and then you get upset, which is good on your part because I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be bossing you around because I'm not a personal trainer, and I don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but believe me, I do more exercise than most people.
0: So I have a question. We're walking down the street today with the sticks. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of doing great, you're like, I'm not doing great. This isn't going good.
1: But it <laughs> is going good. You're flowing out there. I know, but it takes too long to get from A to B. <laughs> and I'm not used to that. Right. So That's a frustration. Because normally, I could do much more. <clears throat> right. At whatever pace
0: you eat. Right. At whatever pace you want.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's
0: beyond frustrating. I know. And um, I don't mean to be pushing you like a like a trainer just when I see that you're flowing good, even if you're not moving as fast as you think you should be. I'm just trying to get you to slow your brain down to the to the to the pace of your body.
1: Well, my brain doesn't slow down. It does not slow Nope. At all
0: <laughs> you could be anywhere, and you're just thinking about a dish that you a dish that's lost in the kitchen somewhere. We could be you could be on a flight to Arizona, and I'll hear thinking about this. Where is that damn dish that the chicken gets served on? Oh,
1: but shoot me.
0: All in all, how are you feeling?
1: I feel fine. No, honestly, how, how are you feeling on a day-to-day basis? I feel very good, thank you. <clears throat> thank you very much. I feel fine.
0: Yeah, because you look great.
1: All your All your vitals are good.
0: You know, you're on top of everything. And, you know, maybe you could just tell people out there who's younger than you, who have suffered debilitating things like a stroke, how you keep it going and what keeps you
1: motivated, you know, <laughs> I keep me motivated because I don't like to sit still. Right. Do you have a favorite thing you like to do? Like,
0: is hanging with the grandkids your favorite thing?
1: Oh, I, would, I would say, yeah. That is my favorite. Right. Or traveling right. with them, taking out them on trips. Right. Listen, I think it's six months. Well, I don't
0: know if anyone's traveling in the next six months with Corona, but like... Six months to a year, you
1: could take them wherever if you want Oh, to. I'm going to. You know what I mean? I am going to, I was going to. Where was I going to just take them? Oh, I was going to take them to New York for to see Hamilton, but thank God it came here for free on the TV. Because <laughs> one of them said he was watching it and he fell asleep, and the other one was like, you know what? It would have been much better in person. I said, well, I'm glad you saw it this way because Save you 600 dollars right exactly 1800 right so that was that but no i've taken them on great trips and we've had the best times ever but now it's hard cuz you know everybody's got their own schedule one's in college one's playing hockey so it's not so easy right
0: ma do you think i'm doing good other than not being married like in my life
1: like i think in your life you're doing great am i yeah are you kidding me? Are you proud of me? I, I can't tell. Court. No, I'm serious. I have no idea if I'm failing
0: upwards. I don't know. I, I how have no idea he, what you think.
1: I think you're doing phenomenal. Am I? I think you're doing phenomenal. The only thing you have not going for you <laughs> is your lack of caring about where you live and how you live. You, you know, you say you're a minimalist. You're more than a minimalist. You are a A zero. A a zero. (laughs) Because you don't give a damn if you have a a chair or a couch or something to put your clothes in. And whatever you have nice clothes, you give them away to God knows who, to Heine or whatever the hell his name works at the apartment. You've given away more stuff couches and carpets and you name you name it. But you you don't live like a normal human being. If somebody walked in your apartment they would think that you were flat ass broke, which you are far from that. Yeah but I mean I like nothing. Your apartment's fine, but you need furniture, you need dishes, you need food in your house, you need a wife. No you need more than a wife. You can cook, you know, but you just don't care. You just don't care. I I wish I
0: could find the care
1: for like things. I don't. You're right. I'm not talking about all kinds of material things. I'm talking about basic things, like when your nephew comes to stay with you. And he has to go shopping because there's not even a loaf of bread in the house or a cup of orange juice or anything. That's absurd. It's yeah. absurd. When you come to my house, I could feed 17,000 people. From food from the 80s. Full of shit. <laughs> you are so full of shit. I don't
0: know why that is, and I don't have any Because dry- you. Nice, or maybe I just don't have any taste for what's so nice.
1: Or I feel like, how many times have I taken you out and bought you a couch? Many times in my life, but yeah, and then you give it to some broad that needs a couch.
0: A broad, no, I think that I think that it goes all the way back to being a kid, and every time you and dad bought us something, we just wrecked it. We just wrecked toys, any material thing. I just, I have no, I have no passion for material goods. But that being said, I do like nice things.
1: I know My you place do. It's not dirty. I didn't say it was dirty. I'm saying it, it's under furnished.
0: Right, but I mean, how many couches can I sell? What am I? You know what I mean? I have one nice couch. I have a little table. Yeah. I don't like heavy furniture. And you should. You should be. It's a thousand pounds. I want to be ready to move. And not lift 1,000
1: pounds. You don't lift it anyway. You hire somebody. Right. So what's your problem? The problem is, the things are heavy for everybody. <laughs> what do you care? I don't
0: know. But, you're probably, but are you proud of like how
1: I've grown up as a man? Yes. How I treat people? Oh, I think you're like fabulous. America? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I do. No, I think you're doing great. What are you talking about that I don't say that? I sell Tell you that all the time. No, no, I always hear from
0: your friends that you brag about me. I appreciate it.
1: You know how you like to come to my shows all
0: the time? Like, you always like to come to the show. But I'm hesitant a lot of times because yeah, family.
1: Yeah. Does it even register to you why I would be hesitant or like Yeah, or I know nervous? why. I know it makes you nervous. But I'm not just anybody. I am your mother and I can sit in the back and I don't say a word. I don't bother you. <laughs> You know, I, no, I understand that. I totally understand it.
0: Right. It's not about you being my mom and building to in the back. If the idea in my mind, even when I'm on stage, I'm thinking my mom's in the back. Is she? Is she all right in the back? Is she sitting down? You know what I mean? She's probably run into seven people that we. You know what I mean? Like there's a. I am a nerve-wracking thing. I am a grown woman. I Seinfeld's can... parents didn't come see him until he was selling out Beacon Theater.
1: Well, good for her, them. Good for them How often do I come? I only come if you're in Detroit And you're not there, there very often How much are you there really? How Maybe much- once in five years How much fun did you have When the young American comedy tour Stayed at your house? It was the best The best except for one of the comics yeah, Don't say I would never But it was great It was a lot of fun Sebastian. Sebastian is still looking for the cave. He loved the cave in my house. He called it the cave, the one bedroom that doesn't have any windows. No windows. He no. loved it. He loved it because nobody bothered him. He couldn't see. He, not that he couldn't see. He just, you know, it was dark. He could sleep, and nobody bothered him.
0: Sebastian was sleeping with an eye mask
1: before
0: he was famous. <laughs> before he was big. Before he had money, he was already sleeping in a silk gown.
1: With an eye mask in the basement <laughs>
0: Tony Rock stayed over yeah. For Thanksgiving
1: Tony um,
0: Bobby Lee didn't sleep over But he came to Detroit Right Steve easy. Right You've met all my comedian buddies
1: Right Right You've met Brett I don't think Brett stayed over Did he stay over too? I don't think he stayed over I don't think he stayed over I'm not positive Tony Rock stayed over And then had Thanksgiving dinner with us and Sebastian remember when Tony Rock was sitting in the basement and his TV show was on and I think it was Cameron was sitting on his lap and he's yeah. watching him, he was watching Tony on TV and he was sitting in Tony's lap and he was really young and he was like, how could I be sitting on his lap and I can see him now on the TV? How can he be in both places? It was so cute. He was so baffled by it. Do you think I should put the Young
0: American Tour together again?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I'm going to start. So I got all the Young American Comedy Tour shirts, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to start promoting them online. I'm going to sell them. I'm going to get the word going back again with the Young American Comedy Tour. I already know Tony Rock is down. Sebastian would be hard because he's just too damn expensive. He's making too much money. So he might have to just buy the tour. (laughs) But Brett would do
1: it. Sure, Brett would do it. I'm sure Bobby would do it. Bobby Lee would do it hundred percent Burt Kreischer would do it yeah, I think it would be fun Listen Rob was a,
0: Rob and County were a big part of it. They put those shows together they made county made the t-shirts Rob designed the backdrop
1: right remember yeah I think he's I think it's at my house.
0: Was there any hint at all that I would go into entertainment as a kid or just nothing in your mind?
1: I never knew that you wanted to be a comedian until you told me like way back later. I never knew that was... I mean, I knew that you were funny and I knew that you were kibbutz in in classrooms because the teachers called me and told me. (laughs) (laughs) But I never knew that that was your primary thing that you wanted to do. I'm glad you did it because you're doing it great, and you're doing a great job. You
0: know what's so weird though? You and Dad never, you never hiccuped at any, anything I wanted,
1: anything me and Rob wanted to do. You guys just said, "Go, do it, do it." Right. Well, that's what you should. You should do. You should encourage your kids. Go do their thing. You know. No, but I'm saying it's so incredible because not a lot of parents do that. And I do
0: that bit about like having supportive parents is tougher because the pressure's (laughs) on. You know what I mean? But you and dad did
1: not. Well, a lot of parents want, they want their kids to attain things that they couldn't or didn't want to, you know. Some people want their kids to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. Or, and I knew that was never happening in my house. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Because the
0: grades just weren't speaking
1: It, it wasn't mama. even that. You're not those kind of people. We're that was not rats. your. That was not your gig, you know. No, we were street rats. Not even that. You just that was not. A, that was just not your gig.
0: No, we were entrepreneurial minded. Right. You know, we go around the neighborhood. We shovel driveways. Throw on a lemonade stand. Start a carnival. <laughs> go raise money for muscular dystrophy door to door. Right. You know, just we like to. I think we got the hustle from dad.
1: Right. Well, Daddy came from absolutely zero, and built himself a great business, and did very nicely. Thank God, at the last ten years of his life, you know. Right? Isn't that crazy? I mean, he has struggled all the way until how old was he? Thirty-seven, or yeah, thirty-seven. You know, it was not an easy. It was not an easy thing for him. I remember when we first got married. <laughs> And he had, he he got a jo- I was working at an um, ad agency, and he'd been working at several dif- different jobs, and then he finally got a job, dr- I'll never forget this, driving for apps of Pure Water. Wow. Okay, and he was driving a truck for, with the water tanks on them, you know the, uh, yeah, the glass tank. things? Yeah. Well, way back in the day, they were glass, they were not plastic. Uh-huh So he was delivering, <laughs> he was delivering some water over to the office building that I was working at, and it had a driveway kind of that dipped. Oh. And he called me and he said, "You won't believe this." But he dipped too much, and some of the bottles fl- flew off. <laughs> well, that lasted That job lasted literally, not even 24 hours. That was <laughs> that. And, and he had done so many jobs. I finally said, do yourself a favor. Take a month. Because between, between us, we were making maybe $150 a year, a, a week. Oh, Honest to God. He was, I was making 65 and he was making about that. Wow. And that's how we lived. And we didn't care because every all of our friends were in the same boat. None of us had any money, but we had the most fun. So anyway, so... I finally said to him that day, I said, Do yourself a favor. Don't work for a month. Just go out there and and see what's out there that you might actually enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy, it's not worth getting up in the morning for. So he finally did. He sat down and he found out, you know, found another couple things to do. Because he was like a decent salesman. So then he started selling printing, I think it was. Then he was a, he was a um, food rep, a food rep.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember this is before, you were, you were a baby, an infant. Um, before they had disposable diapers, Oh God. Uh-huh. they had just opened, I think it was a plant or a, a place in Toronto had just started. So we drove to Toronto because he was looking for, he thought maybe he'd go to work for them. It was, I forget the name of the diaper company. Maybe Pampersby or whatever one of, but um, we went there. But that didn't. That was not his gig. And then where else did he go? He had a, a several different jobs. When he was selling printers, is that what he
0: ended up at the athletic?
1: Club? Yeah, he was pr- he was selling print uh, print ink. N- not that? ink. He was selling like uh, if you needed checks made or cards made, oh. that kind of stuff. And so he w- had a cold call at Southwood Athletic Club. They were in a uh, trailer. Nothing was done. You know, there was no th- nothing. It was
0: Before the club had even opened?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And actually one of his friends had gone there to interview for the job that they gave Dad, and Dad didn't even interview for it because they liked him. He just walked in. He walked in. Yeah, he was. He was going to sell them. um, What's it called? Like the checks, you know, the checks and all that, all that. And um, I guess they started talking. Just you know, yakking and yakking, and, and they hired him on the spot. And his good friend, who had gone for the interview, was like, "You got that job." I went there to see them, you know. And Dad goes, I know, and I'm sorry, because, I mean, Dad wasn't like he went there to steal the job job because he wasn't even thinking about it. But that's that's how that started.
0: And so they're like, listen, we're going to open up this club. Yeah, we're opening
1: up this club, and and we're looking for somebody to run the athletic part of it and and, um, do the racquetball. You know, we're going to have a racquetball section, and... Uh, steam rooms and all this and whatever, and that was right up his alley. And he he'd never played racquetball. He That's learned. crazy. He literally, that I know I don't think he played.
0: That's how good of an athlete my dad was. He became double state champion racquetball player in tournaments every weekend and did not grow
1: up playing racquetball. No, never. He played baseball. When we were first married, he played baseball four nights a week. People would say to me, you, you let him do that? I said, well, he ain't playing in a bar. And Daddy would always make me play, make me uh, keep score, because otherwise I would never watch the games. I'd be talking. So he said, listen, do me a favor. You keep score. And they, they taught me how to keep score. And I, I did a good job, actually. He played four nights a week, four nights a week. Wow. I loved it when you were like two days old you were born the end of April he had a game in Oak Park I threw you in the buggy and went to the game and I remember my friends his friend's wife was about ten years older than me she had already had like three kids <clears throat> she said how old's that baby I said two days she goes no way I said yeah he's two days old but she said what are you doing here I said, I'm sitting in the sun and watching the game. <laughs> I said, I feel fine. Why should I be home? You know? Yeah, I was born on a baseball field. You, you were literally there at two days old. Was that the team that Uncle Itzy was on? Uh-huh. And Steve Wolf and all those guys. How crazy is it that, that I remember, I mean, I remember Dad's teams. All those guys. Oh, yeah. All athletes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, then he had a team at the South of the Flutter Club, remember they played? And one time, what's his name? Um, Billy Engelman was on that team? No, who's the professional that was on the Tigers? Um not Willie Horton. Not Willie, God, I can't. Not Ron LaFleur. No, 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 but they... Thurman Munson, like one of those... No, players. Denny McClain. Oh,
0: Denny McClain.
1: Denny McClain came to play. And on he, dad's team? On dad's team, because he had nothing to do. So he, he going to,
0: or Was he out of jail?
1: Oh, yeah, he was home. I mean, he, yeah, he hadn't gone to jail yet. Yeah. So they, they said they didn't even want him to play because he was shitty by then. He wasn't really a good player. <laughs> Danny McClain.
0: Yeah. Very famous. Ended up going to a prison for gambling and all
1: kinds of weird stuff. But he was a nice guy.
0: I'm sure he was. I, I don't remember meeting him.
1: Like you're, but Dad you're knew everybody little. in Detroit. Dad knew everybody. Right, and that's why people always say to you, to me, "How do you know all these people?" My grandson says it all the time. You guys know everybody. I said, "Well, because he played on four teams, so that's how many humans, you know, and their wives and whatever, their kids, you know, and, and you become like another family." Did he become friends with Freddie and everybody from the club? Yeah.
0: That's where he met Freddie? That's where he met them. So Freddie and Emmanuel, those guys, they became members of the club. They right. They didn't know them before the club at all.
1: No. He met them at the club. When when the club was opened, and I want to say it was like 72 or something, Freddie had just opened up his – he had just gotten a job. As a doctor? Out of college, yeah. But yeah you know, out of his residency or whatever it is. Yeah. He had just gotten a job, and so he came to the club. Emmanuel came with him as a guest, not really a member. And um, a lot of those guys, Dennis, Eduardo.
0: Did the owner of the club, did he, was it always the same
1: owner? Was Schultz, was Leonard Schultz the owner from the day one? He was. The, he was the original owner. Right, and he remained the owner until, was Until there? Phyllis Until Phyllis and, uh, what was it? Whatever. Stan Stan took it over, right? And then I don't know, somebody bought it from them. I can't remember. I don't think so. Anyway, yeah. But Daddy was with with Leonard was there.
0: Was Dad making decent money, or it was
1: still like just a no money job? But he had the most fun. It was the it was no. I think he made maybe 15000 dollars a year. Fifteen thousand, yeah. And they gave him a car, big frickin deal. Yeah. What car did they give them They gave them a little station wagon Really? Yeah. That's the only that's when I got a new uh, that's why I had a car. I had never had a car. When I, I went to station work wagon. when I went to work be, right before you know before you were born, um I took a bus to work every day.
0: Wow, you're like
1: a real city person. Well we all took buses. A lot of women didn't drive twice, you know. I mean, I knew how to drive, but we just couldn't. We were lucky we could afford a, a bike. And you and Dad were happy as can be. Hell yeah, poor. we had. We didn't. We, we didn't even know we were poor because all of our friends were in the same boat, except for Itzy and Vivian. Because of his dad. Because of his dad. So if we got hungry, we always knew the Raleigh House doors were open. We knew exactly where the kitchen was. Where to get the kishka, where to get the locks, whatever we wanted. Oh, my God. It was always there for us. How great was that? When place? you kids were little, we used to take you to the brunch there all the time. I remember. All the time. And one time I wanted to learn how to bake really well. So the guy who was the baker, Walter, said, Why don't you take a day off of work and come spend the day with me in the kitchen? So I did. It was great. It was just great to see how he did things, you know?
0: He was a, like a legendary baker, those guys. Yeah,
1: he was fabulous. And Fa- he used to always send me home with so many goodies. I mean, Itzy's father used to give me enough food for an army. Give me kishka, give me a box, a thing of locks, a five-pound thing of locks, Give me every roll, every whatever we wanted. We used to have a supper club. It was Dad and I, Cindy and Frank, Itzy and Viv, I think Seymour and Betsy. Really? Yeah. yeah. How'd they slide in? Well, we were all friends. We were all good you sure friends. You Uncle Seymour? No, no. Seymour Applebaum. Oh. Friends of ours. Oh. And, and so everybody, it's like if it was at your house, you had to make the main meal, and everybody else brought the stuff. And then whoever's house it was um, provided the entertainment, whatever, for the week the night. And then um, so when it was Itzy and Vivian's time oh they had it catered from the Raleigh House.
0: <laughs> right, was so the
1: greatest meal of all It was time. great. It was great.
0: Talk about the Raleigh House for a second. What was the Raleigh House? Was
1: it like it was a catering, a catering hall?
0: So it was a catering
1: hall. It was a catering hall and then when you kids were growing up, it was a catering hall and then that was also a rest two restaurants I think he had there. Like a, fancy, a deli and a fancy restaurant called the Golden something or other, Gold Lion or something.
0: I remember going there and I remember meeting like the famous people that were like local. Local like, yokels. Like the local, like uh, Oopsie the Clown. Or Oopsie the Clown. Like those kind of guys. <laughs> right. And then I met <laughs> the guy that invented sit and spin. Right. Remember the toy?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The guy who invented it, he was going there. Right. There were like big shot there were big shots going there.
1: Oh yeah. Well he, he um it's his dad and at the Raleigh house they had a lot of people who were um automotive people. Oh okay. He did a lot of business okay. with the automotive companies. He catered all their things. And one time they had a thing, you kids came with us. They had um Christmas in July. It was for charity, it was for Kids who lived in foster care or um, or orphanages, wow. and they put on a whole like carnival with gifts for the kids and everything.
0: God, i big. And I, I have pictures of
1: that. you when you were little. There, you guys were like maybe seven and nine or something.
0: Uh huh. I kind of remember yeah. that. Yeah, but that place uh, was legendary, and his dad was super connected.
1: And then dad and I used to uh, all of our friends. They used to have these um, cotillion dances, and then they used to have these big um, casino nights for charities that that com- you know companies put on, and so we would be the dealers, uh-huh. and, and we had so much fun. So you know we didn't get paid; we just got food. You've been working for food your <laughs> whole life. I oh, we had fun. I mean, I'm telling you. We went to Vegas for nothing for years.
0: I feel like Uncle Itzy's dad looked like this runyon ass character
1: like he He was. He
0: always had like a cigar, I feel like, and a yeah.
1: suit. He he was five like fire from out there. He was like five pound five pounds. Five feet tall and five feet wide. He was a character. He was a character.
0: He was. Didn't he cater to the prisons?
1: Yeah. He catered um, for Passover. To the Jewish guys, to the Jewish guys, yeah, to the mop, the uh, purple gang people,
0: right? Because they were old; they were older than you and Dad, those guys. Oh they, yeah, that was a generation before.
1: At least, yeah. Oh they yeah. They were all they were all in like Michigan prisons. Like, I what? think they were all like in maybe, I think so, but I know his dad catered to them. His dad was a character and a half. His father had a birthday party one year. God. I forget, it was maybe his 50th or 60th or something. So he had a, a what do you call it? A chair and a crown, like a kid, little like king. Like a king's, yeah, like king's a, crown. Oh, or, my God. Uh, crazy, crazy. What, did crazy. they carry him
0: into his own party?
1: No, they couldn't carry him. But <laughs> <laughs> he was very nice. He treated us like gold. And when Dad was little, and it's even him, we're friends from kindergarten or, you know, his father owned a restaurant uh-huh. called the Avalon. It was a deli.
0: The yeah. Avalon Deli?
1: Yeah, it was in Detroit. I just want to
0: make sure that's not.
1: What? The Avalon Deli? Uh-huh. Huh. And it's they a, moved,
0: Did they move to Florida? No. They didn't move to Florida. It's his parents?
1: Never. They never probably even went but they, but Daddy and Itzy used to go in the basement of this restaurant. I mean, I wasn't there. But one night, I met the guy who was the uh, counter guy at another jelly and he said, I remember your husband with Itzy when they were little kids having tomato fights in the basement. They used to do all kinds of crazy things. Itzy used to, they lived in Oak Park. He would take a BB gun and shoot out picture windows in Oak Park.
0: He was a tyrant.
1: A tyrant. He had to go to military school. It was either military school or jail.
0: It's so funny because then, as he got older, he like became this ultra salesman. Oh. He had, and then he had those, you know, the uh, the warehouses full of goods, promotional items. Right. So no, he I'm, did fabulous. So before I went to college, Dad took me into his place and said, "Pick out whatever you want." Right. He didn't care. Right. I walked out with a TV, luggage, all my stuff for college.
1: Right. Cool
0: jackets.
1: Yeah. He never cared. What piston happened? Jackets? Like the piston jacket. Where is that? I mean, my, it's been <laughs> forty years.
0: I have no idea where the piston jacket. No,
1: but he, no. His father was real generous. He was very good to everybody. I mean, to you kids and Itzy, and, and you know, Uncle Itzy would give you the shirt off his back.
0: He was amazing to us. Yeah. Gave us everything, anything. I remember going to Florida with them.
1: Right. You know? remember that?
0: Yep. You know, that he had... He's got his tragic stuff going on. Bad, 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 bad. Isn't that a crazy irony? That my godfather, who was like the most talkative salesperson ever, who knew everybody, life of every party, loved to talk, made a living talking, now he can't talk. Right. He had a brain disease or a brain... I don't even know what they call it. Some sort of locked-in syndrome situation going on where he can't express himself.
1: Not only can he not... He's not walking anymore.
0: He's not? So sad. I gotta see him. I'm gonna have to see him at some point. I saw him a couple years ago. We just held hands and basically just held hands and cried. You know? I couldn't really take it. And, uh... But well, he knew everything that I was saying. Mm-hmm. You know? I
1: don't know if he would do it. I don't know if he would know everything you sing now. I don't know. Because right. Vivian says he go. it goes in and out. So right. it's, it's very horrible. But anyway. No, we had a lot of fun. When we were kids growing up, Daddy and I and Itzy and a bunch of us, this is how crazy it was. In Detroit, when we were growing up, there was no such thing as Crime and worrying about... um, Locking your doors. Never. So we used to play hide-and-seek. And And there was an apartment house. But it wasn't like a high-rise. It was like maybe two stories. And we would go, and we'd hide in somebody's apartment, and then if we heard them coming, we'd jump out the windows. It's called breaking an (laughs) entrance. But it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like we were doing anything bad. We were just playing. When we were kids, and and Halloween came, we would walk miles with our with our um, pillowcase. Yeah, and get tons of candy, and we would go for miles and without parents, and nobody would care. We never got in trouble. We never even thought about being. Jumped or or kidnapped right. or God knows what. Right. Never. So it
0: really was a simpler, better time.
1: When <laughs> Daddy used to play baseball when they were kids, you know, and, and there there was uh, we lived right by the Jewish Center, and Uncle Litzie was supposed to be in charge of the um, equipment. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and there was a equipment store at Northland i believe it was and he decided he's going to um pick up some balls and bats
0: just pick them up
1: just yeah so he
0: he basically he stole he he robbed the sporting goods store
1: yeah he literally robbed it rolled like rolled the balls out of the store oh yeah he got i don't think he got in trouble though i mean it's a story Steve Wolf could tell you the story.
0: Isn't it funny how, like, or for me, I can look out, look on and go, I had a crazy friend. Because I remember growing up, Dad would always say, Itzy was nuts growing up. Oh, yeah. Wild as can be. Would get Dad in trouble left and right. He was just nuts. And then I grow up, and then I get a friend, and, you know, like my buddy, you know, my buddy, he's crazy. But I think it'sy sounds like he was more innocent crazy,
1: but crazy crazy. He was crazy crazy. He was funny. He was so little, so short. When he was sixteen, his parents had—I think it was a—I can't remember because I don't know some cars. But it had this car had like, like fins, and it was big, real big. Because way, way back then, I don't think they had compact cars. No, it was probably a Thunderbird. No, no, it was no, no, it was a full-size car. It was a Dodge, some or other. Yeah. But Uncle Lutzie was just sixteen. He drove our to our house, yeah. sitting on two phone books, so he could ah. reach the pedals. <laughs> and was. then, and then he did all kinds of stuff. And it was the car was registered to his mother, obviously. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so his mother was this little, little, demure, not demure, hardly. She was kind of chubby and like 4'11 and redheaded just a, a nice lady who would never get in trouble Right. so Itzy did something with her car one day and he tried to cover her car up with tree li- limbs on their driveway because they were coming to get her because her car had been involved in Something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think that was his, his uh, entrance into military school.
0: Did he end up going at all? Or did oh yeah. He did. Oh yeah. Out of state?
1: Yeah. It turned him around, maybe. Turned him around and made him nutty. He
0: always loved the characters, though. Uncle Itzi loved oh. the outlaws, he loved the mob guys, he loved the guys that like would put, put him in
1: business. You know, hey, listen. He he was a good, he was a great guy. I mean, there was nothing. Daddy and him were closer than any two brothers I've ever seen. Right. You know, but uh, his mother would say she'd come home from the rally house because it'd be late at night, and she said, "I never knew who was going to be sleeping in the bed. It'd be Itzy, Daddy, and Steve." Steve Wolf. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Steve Wolf still around? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's still working.
0: God, those are some wild, wild
1: times. We had some good times. Good, good times. I
0: think about all the racquetball tournaments that you took me and Rob to. You know, we got to see.
1: Yeah, it was just fun. Fun. It was fun.
0: That was just fun. Fun. He was, like was the number fun. One
1: thing. Theme. That him. was right. Like he even told me
0: when he was in the scrap metal business, making real money. You know what I mean? And he would just say,
1: "Forget this business. Go do whatever you want that you think is fun." Right. You know, go do something fun. Go, he didn't you want money. you in the business. He could have cared less. You oh. know. Unfortunately, you had a. You know, he had to take care of it because he had gone. You know, so quickly. But um,
0: right. Well, that was Rob. Took care
1: of it. I'm saying. I said it to Robert. You got to go back to school. You know. This might have been your dad's dream, but this is definitely not your dream.
0: I gotta tell you though, I always felt guilty not going into the business. Why? Not, I always felt like I copped out.
1: Why? Because it I wasn't like your I, job to take over the business?
0: Uh, no, but I felt like I just I should have come home. I should have helped Rob. You know, in the business, I feel like I just like dipped out. You didn't dip I out. Really,
1: I could never really get over the
0: fact that I just went back to school.
1: You had to finish. You're you're graduating.
0: I know, but I remember when Dad was like, you're going to go back to school, you're going to graduate. I remember thinking to myself, I don't even know, does he even care if I really graduate college?
1: Like, Yeah, because he never got, got that opportunity. Right, but it wasn't like education was like so, so... No, but the fact is that you went. Right. And he put you through. Right. That was important. Right. Dad coming out to visit me in Arizona
0: <laughs> was the funniest thing you ever saw.
1: There was like one or two trips that you didn't go on. I know. One. He didn't go I didn't go when you guys were boxing. Right.
0: We were boxing. I started the University of Arizona Boxing Club. We were fighting in tournaments. I remember because Dad at the beginning was like your mom he's like your mom, right. Your mother would kill me if she knew that you guys were fighting and da 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 da. And then we got to the tournament and dad was the loudest voice in the mm-hmm. whole building, full of a thousand Mexican, black kids, Asians, yeah. military. It was an airplane hangar. Rob and I were in a boxing car uh-huh. Dad was going crazy. Rip his head off! <laughs> it was, it was, it was hilarious when he came to visit.
1: Cause he'd be jogging around campus. Oh, I know. He always would come home and say, "They have the prettiest girls on that campus." Yeah, yeah. He was jogging on campus. I know I he know was on, on the campus. mall.
0: He was on the mall.
1: Right. I know. I remember he, we'd come out there for visiting to visit you kids. The first stop he'd make would be to the manager's office to pick up a vacuum cleaner. He'd come in your apartment and vacuum. He loved cleaning. <laughs> Dad loved cleaning. I know. He loved to clean. Right. When right. He
0: got that 300ZX. He loved to polish that thing. Yeah. Every other day he'd be on the driveway washing it. Mm-hmm. He appreciated it. The good things. things that he bought.
1: Right, because he, he never had anything. Right. You know, he never had books. Because I remember when we were getting married, he didn't have a car. He needed a car. And we were getting married like in six months or whatever. I had to loan him $300 to get a, a new car. Wow. Wow. Cut to.
0: Cut to, cut to dad taking me to the scrap yard and saying to me at 4.30 in the morning, do you want $100 cash or do you want 10% of the day? And all I could think is, I definitely want $100 cash. And then I saw how Dummy. much cash he got that day. And I was Dummy. like, I'm trying try to change it up. He wasn't having He's like,
1: nope, here's your 100, you're done.
0: But there were days, dad just Dad just did it. He was an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, an entrepreneur. He took one dump truck, literally a dump truck. Right. And turned it into a gold mine for himself. Right. And put us through college, built the houses, did everything.
1: That is a fact. You
0: know, he was like a superhero.
1: And he never lived ever among ab- above his means. Ever. No. Ever, ever. Uh uh-huh. uh. Uh-uh. He was anti live above your means. He was, he was smart. He was smarter than anybody he was friends with who had money because they didn't know how to live.
0: Not just that, they ended up not having money later in life, a True. lot of them. Right. A lot of people spent all their money, they lived high. Dad lived below his means, or at his means, and always had money,
1: just always- Daddy's stories always say, you guys can make a lot of money. You don't know how to, what do you say to them? You don't know how to enjoy it? Right. You can make a lot of money, none of you know how to enjoy life.
0: He enjoyed it. Church yeah. He, knew. he had a fun gene. Right. But he was like that from what I gather, even in high school, people loved Dad.
1: He yeah. Was a he was. Funny guy. Not only funny, but he was nice. Super He sweet. could find a good thing even in Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you think?
0: Dad probably wouldn't have been friends with him.
1: No, Daddy wouldn't By be a absolutely. friend he wouldn't be a friend of his, but he would say He's got to have a redeeming quality somewhere. He would say Hitler was probably had a redeeming quality. I used to say, How can you like all these people? Some of these people are truly assholes, and they're not good people. Yeah, Dad had. He, sometimes he'd go, Just give him a chance. <laughs> Just give him a chance. No,
0: Dad loved people. He didn't judge you no matter what. Uh uh-uh. uh. I was. That's why you guys I, got invited to like. Gangster wedding.
1: <laughs>
0: I remember when you guys came home from that wedding. You came home from like the mob boss's son's wedding. Uh huh. And I remember Dad was like saying there was like FBI in the trees all over the place. Writing down license plates like something out yeah. a movie. Yeah. First I thought you guys were joking, but then
1: oh no, it's a fact.
0: It was it's a just fact because they just loved Dad.
1: They just loved him. They knew him. They well, we knew him from the club. That's how we knew them.
0: But I know most of those guys; they don't make friends. I they know. They don't make friends. Dan I know. was a special person who just could make friends with the upper world
1: the the lower, and the lower world. Right. It, there's nobody I've ever met, ever in my life, who has not said your husband was the best.
0: Yeah, I still get that to this day. All right, we can wrap it up. That's forty. That's forty some minutes. Well. We'll end on that note. My dad was the greatest dude, and I don't just say that; it's just the fact. Every time I come back to Detroit and I meet somebody around his age, or that was friends with my parents, the first thing they say is, "Your dad was the greatest guy." So, yeah, no, you, they they still hang out with you. They still love you. People love my friends. Love you. My friends love you. And uh, anyway. We're gonna call this one um 40 some minutes and we'll talk to you on the next episodes. Mike Young, Gail Young, my mom, and uh we'll see you later. Take me back when I was a kid. Take me Never back had to worry about uh, what I did. The one time now was it out, now. gotta get it down sound. no time. Take me back uh, when two, I was a one, kid. Two i be back, i coming did. back for you But I'm a man now going now, man now?